Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity. A podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave A.C., for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now. The man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. And welcome everyone to the Big and Fruity Wine Show. This is episode 17 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. I'm your host here on TalkShoe, that's Dave A.C., and welcome to this weekly show about wine, in particular about the wines that I enjoy, big and fruity wines. But uh, once we get people coming into the call with me, we won't be just talking about what I like. We'll be talking about what they like. They can come in and listen and take part in text chat. Or they, if they have a phone, they can call the call-in number, which is, I must uh, tell you, an American number, and that is 724-444-7444. It's actually a Pennsylvania number. If you have Skype out with credit, you can dial in with that. Of course, if you have free calling plan and you live in the United States, that's not too difficult. The other option is to use some sort of voice over Internet, some sort of SIP client. I myself am using Xlite but you can also use things like SJ Phone and Blink. And to call in via VoIP, you need 123 at 66.212.134.192. And the call ID here on TalkShoe for this show is 112272. And I record these live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which here in the UK where I am based is 10 p.m. GMT. Okay, enough of the facts. We're here to relax and have uh, a little drink. Well, now I've welcomed you. Now I've told you how to call in. Uh, What I'm just going to do is mention the wine that I'm drinking. I'm going to show a link where you can see... uh, a photograph of the wine I'm drinking and then the program with just me in will probably run another 25 minutes maybe 30 minutes where we talk about the wine fact of the week and then our week's topic and this week's topic by the way is 
Christmas wines. And I should tell you, this is a rather personal list of wines. So let me get back to what I have to drink. And I'm going to put into the room um, a TwitPic URL where I put up an image of the wine I am currently have a glass poured out ready to enjoy. And this is a wine from a different supermarket that I usually go to in the UK. It's uh, a Morrison's uh, labelled wine. It's Valpolicella. It's a Ripasso wine from Italy. It's 2009 vintage and it's 13%. And if you want to just see what the bottle itself looks like, please go to this URL. It's twitpick.com forward slash 7W01 and that W is small case so it's twitpick.com forward slash 7W0135 and I'll have a little refresh of that page and I'll just put it up before the show started it's had 15 views and uh, I've got some poured out the bottle's been opened just over an hour it's nicely at a room temperature and um, we'll have a little uh, smell Mm. and it's dark cherry fruit I would say and no strong uh, otherness no other sort of tannins coming through our smokiness our no it's a very one dimensional fruity smell. Let's have a taste. Hope that promises more. Ah, now that's a bit more intense. Now, not totally promising just on the nose, but I am getting... Mm, of course, I will be mentioning about the word repasso in a moment, but we are getting a fairly intense... It is full-bodied, and we are getting these sort of black cherry flavours. What else? A slight dark chocolate, a mocha maybe, but not much else. Very little spice, and maybe a tiny little bit of vanilla, but basically um, not an over-complex wine, but quite a nice, long, smooth finish. And that may well be due to the Ripasso process. And it's the Ripasso process that I'm going to be our wine fact for today. And I'm just going to put in a link to a wiki page. Hmm. Yes, I thought that might have actually been a rather more complex wine. I'm trying to remember how much it was. I think it was £6.50. So we're talking about a wine at 10 or 11 dollars here in the UK. You know, I don't think that's fully warmed up. But it's leaving some lovely legs on my glass here, but it's um a slightly viscous wine. That's the repasso nature of it, but not 
as much as I've had before with these sort of wines. So let me read you what this link is before I get and digress. It's HTTP and it's no www, it's en for English, wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash repasso. And repasso is spelt R I P A S O. And let's see what wiki tells us. In the late 20th century, a new style of wine known as repasso, meaning repast, emerged. With this technique, the pomance are leftover grape skins and seeds from the fermentation of Armone, that's A-M-A-R-O-N-E, are added to the batch of Valpolicella wines for a period of extended maceration. This allows a greater strength um, uh, sorry, there's, let me, before I read this, uh, it's called ripasso, meaning second wine. An alternative method is to use the partially dried grapes instead of leftover pomance, which contains less bitter tannins and even more compounds. The first Valpolis producer to commercially market a ripasso wine was Maasai in the early 1980s. And I'm glad it mentioned that because, spoiler, 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 they are one of the wines I'm going to mention in my Christmas wines list. So I'm going to go to another little page and just find out. Um, I won't give you the URL for this, but um, this is from uh, Metaglossary Meanings. Um, an unusual wine-making practice of Valpolicella, in which wine is made during the recent vintage, is reserved and then placed atop pressed grape skins and leaves in vats just used for Armanon and allowed to ferment further in contact with those skins, thus acquiring additional body extract and flavour. And one more link, I think. And this is from um, English Mimi, that's M-I-M-I dot H-U forward slash wine forward slash ripasso. A brilliant concept for increasing the amount of flavour and interest in basic Valpolicella. The Valpolicella wine is passed over the unpressed but drained musk of Armanown. So there you go. So that's the wine fact. Now, this particular wine I'm drinking today is not benefiting that greatly. I've had these wines with a much more, almost um, uh, more of a viscous feel in the mouth. And this, although it seems slightly more full-bodied, is, is not perhaps the greatest example of a Ripasso wine. Okay, I think that's as long as I want to spend on that. There's just myself, myself in the room, so I'm not ignoring other callers. So with that, I'm going to go straight on to my very personal Christmas wine uh, 
that I've either had in previous Christmases or I'm hoping to drink this Christmas, although I am going to a family event, so it's slightly out of my hands this year, although I will certainly be taking a few bottles. And I set out, and this has taken me longer than I thought tonight, um, I thought I would try and pick two whites, two rosés, three reds, a dessert, a sparkling, and a fortified wine. In other words, ten wines in all. And I found it particularly difficult. And these are wines of mostly modest price ranges, with just one or two what I consider to be a little bit more expensive wines. Okay, I'm going to go uh, with the sparkling wine first, as perhaps an aperitif. And this is um, one that I haven't bought for two or three years, but we had it uh, as a special treat about two or three years back. And that's a um, Monet and Chandon. In fact, I can never pronounce these words. It's a Brut Imperial Champagne. And that was from 2006, the one we had. But that was about a... Uh, £26, probably £30 a bottle of uh, sparkling champagne. White wines. Well, I was going to pick a dry white and a sweet white, but looking back on the ones that I've had, they're not really in such um, limited um, categories as that. I picked two Rieslings after careful looking at the very few white wines that I do occasionally drink. Uh, one of them was a, um, and I haven't got the full details here, but it was an Australian Riesling uh, from Clare Valley. And another one was a, a Riesling from New Zealand, Spy Mountain Riesling uh, from Marlborough in New Zealand. I think that was 2008. And one of the white wine that I wanted to mention was um, yet another New Zealand wine, and that is Ocean's Edge Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough, New Zealand. And um, I only really tasted those because I don't really drink them myself. So for for those of you listening who do enjoy a white wine, they may not be... be particularly inspiring choices and I apologise for that. Okay, well again I was having trouble with the Rosé and Blush wines uh, and I had a look at some of the ones that I had uh, uh, in the last two or three years and basically it's down to what some people consider to be a non-wine and that is a simple uh, white Zinfandel, uh, Californian white Zinfandel course the blush wine that is and there are many um, varieties of I think it was a Beringer white Zinfandel you can tell can't you there's not that enthusiasm for these so let's get on fairly quickly to one or two of the uh, red wines now as intending to choose an old world red a new world red and maybe some sort of a big red a big uh, powerful Cabernet or something. Okay, let's have a look what we've got. Well, for Old World Finesse, uh, a wine that I had a couple of years ago, it was from 2005, the vintage, it was Croche de Barnes. That's C R O I X 
Dee Barnes. Uh, that's oh, heavens, no way. Lanshark de Pomerol. And I apologise for that pronunciation most sincerely. Uh, 2005. That is a very, very nice wine indeed. And another nice wine um, was Mouton Cadet uh, Bordeaux 2005 uh, Louis Philippe Rothschild. Baron Louis Philippe Rothschild. 2005, of course, was one of the really good vintages of uh, the uh, French wines. I believe, by the way, that 2010 is uh, turning out to be a pretty good vintage. And, of course, 2006 was not as good as five. 2007, I think, was fairly average. But um, I do remember talking on one of the other wine podcasts with somebody who knows more than me and said, you're still better going for a high-quality wine in a poor vintage which, of course, you can get perhaps for a more affordable price than buying a average labelled wine from 2005. So even from not the best vintage, the higher quality wines will at least assure a certain level of quality. Uh, for a New World wine, uh, I've gone for um, a South American wine, uh, my Casalero, uh, sorry, not South African. David, let me just uh, get that confirmed. I have spent too long agonising over this. And I'm just going to make sure because I do not want to give out false information. Where we go, where's it gone? There we are, from Chile it is. Casalero del Diablo. And either their Cabernet Sauvignon or their Shiraz is uh, lovely. Look out for the uh, devil's head on the neck of the bottle. Okay, for uh, other reds, I've chosen not so much big reds, but ones that I feel have really big flavours. One is a Brown Brothers Heathcote Shiraz from Victoria, Australia. And the other one is one that I got from my brother, and that is the other Ripasso wine, Masai Campo Florin, from Italy. And the one that he sent me was their anniversary vintage from 2005, and that was really lovely. That's about uh, 15 or maybe even 20, 25 pound a bottle now. That was absolutely lovely. Thank you, Rum. Okay, I'm going to go to dessert wines. And um, again, a very difficult thing for me to talk about because I don't often have them. But the the most recent one I had was a Reserve Nicholas. And it was a Sauturn, again, 2005. And the thing to note with this is it's better probably to buy that in the half bottle. It's probably between 15. 12 and 15 pounds for a half bottle and that is a lovely dessert wine you only need to pour out a small measure of that and for my fortified wine which is also in fact classed as a dessert wine 
And this is one going way back to my childhood. I remember one of the first early wines I ever tasted, um, and that is Commandari St. John. And that, um, let me see if I've still got the link open for that. Where's it gone? There it is. Let me put that link in the client. Uh, it's too long to read out, I'm afraid. But let me tell you what it reads. This is uh, from Cyprus, by the way. Command well, it says Commandaria St. John. So perhaps that's me misremembering it. Lusciously sweet with a powerful bouquet of dried fruit, spices and oak wood. A, a unique wine produced from some of the oldest varietals of grapes in the world. This inimitable wine can trace its ancestry back to the 11th century Crusades. And it's been appreciated since ancient time. And it's about 15% proof. And looking here at Weavers of Nottingham and Merchants, they're selling it currently for around uh, 13 to 14 pounds. So that is Commandaria. Well, they call it St. John Commandaria. Well, as you can see, uh, I've had great, great difficulty in pinning down my Christmas wines. So I'm going to simplify it for us all in the end. If you are a host and you can afford it, try and have in a sparkling wine. It can be um, uh, a British sparkling wine. It can be a carver. It can be uh, a champagne. Or it can be a sparkling white wine. Try and have in at least two white wines. One with a slightly drier and one with a slightly more sweet. Also try and have in uh, at least one bottle of a rosé. Uh, maybe um, it's a Spanish rosé, or maybe, as I say, one of the Californian uh, uh, whites in Vendels. Uh, a couple of red wines. And one I didn't mention there, by the way, was the um, one of the lovely wines I had recently, and um, that was the... Um, the Bordeaux wine that I had uh, that was really nice. That was the uh, Bordeaux Superior, which I had and really enjoyed. Um, and what else? Well, if you can afford a half bottle of a nice Sauterne, I'm sure that will go down nicely. Or bar sack, something to go with the Christmas pudding. And, of course, for a fortified wine, you could have um, a nice sherry or port. Uh, if you're going to go for sherry, my recommendation for that is the lighter Amontillado sherry. Wow, that sounds that. Oh, and of course, if you're anything like my family, uh, they like the uh, coffee liqueurs, like the Bailey's Irish Cream. And I'm sure if you've uh, got those in, you're going to be well on your way to spending a good £100 on your wines for Christmas Day. So maybe you just want to choose two or three of them. OK, I think I'd better end before I spend all the money that you have left in the world for Christmas. And uh, with that, let me just mention that next week, the topic is 
Wine to Toast in the New Year with. That's episode 18, and that will be on Tuesday. And that will be, let me just think, that will be indeed the 28th of uh, January. Sorry, uh, dear me, I was doing so well, David. The 28th of, uh, it won't, it will be the 27th of December. Wine to toast in the new year. And then in the new year, episode 19 will be bargain wines. Because I'm afraid we'll have all spent up by then. So, okay, thank you for listening. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. And if you don't make the next show I do, I hope you have a happy new year. And with that, with our Podsafe jazz music, music, I'll end the podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.